the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. You heard on the program news the lawmakers here in California are considering changes to some 34 statutes by, quote, redefining the definition of gender to also include a person's gender expression, close quote. Uh, this on the heels of word that a district here in California, school district, um, would allow children, boys and girls, to identify as boys, girls, or undecided. Now, you talk about uh, creating confusion amongst kids at a time with anything uh, was needed. We need better clarification, better understanding. Some would argue that what's happened here is instead of emancipating a man to be the kind of men and uh, that that God has called them to be, to be the kind of fathers that God has called them to be, the kind of husbands that God has called them to be, instead our modern culture is emasculating them. We take a look at some insights on this topic. Don Otis joins us on the program. Of course, he's a well-known best-selling author, many, many years involved in High Adventure Ministries, which his dad founded uh, there, broadcasting uh, Christian programming, both radio and television, uh, literally to the totality of the Middle East. Don joins us to talk about his new book, Whisker Rubs, Developing the Masculine Identity. And Don, it's always great to have you on the show. Craig, it's always good to be on with you. You've been doing this for a few years, haven't you? Uh, a day or two now, yeah. I think we're going to turn a corner into about 20, it'll be 23 years this November wow. if they'll tolerate me that long. That's a, that's, wow, that's a long time. And you're a multitasker, I think, because I think you have some technical skills, yeah. too, if I remember correctly. One or two. You got a, you got a good memory. Hey, Don, let's talk about this topic, one that I, you know, ought to capture the attention of, of not just guys in the audience, but women, too. You know, it's funny. You talk to some of the, the single gals around the office, and they say, gee, if men would only be men, boy, how come we just can't find guys these days that understand and appreciate what it means to be a responsible man, an accountable man, a man that loves God with all his heart, mind, soul, lives like it, acts like it, and, uh, and understands what being a man's man is? You know, I, I, I mentioned Maureen Dowd's book, Are Men Necessary? Uh, <laughs> when Sexes Collide, and, and Peggy Drexler's book, Raising Boys Without Men, I think. You know, during the World War II generation, when many men were, were fighting and, and giving their lives on the beaches of, uh, of France, uh, nobody was asking, are men necessary? They were saying, thank God for men. Thank God that they're they're stepping up now. What we do in popular culture, in in the media, certainly on sitcoms, is we just deride men. We we tear them down, and <clears throat> then we expect them to be protectors and providers for us. And I'm thinking, you know, you can't have it both ways. You either have to accept the 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 benefits of a man who's masculine, or you or you uh, you continue to tear him down and and. Uh, make him into something that God certainly never intended him to be. Uh, you certainly live in an area, and I worked with Exodus International for five years uh, doing public relations for them when they were there in San Rafael. And this is an organization that, that deals with gender issues. It deals with the struggle that many men feel 
um, in our culture. And, and we think because of the no-fault divorce laws back in the early 70s that that's had no impact whatsoever on how men, men identify themselves. I mean, it's had an enormous sociological uh, impact on our culture. Well, and, and so often, you know, parent, women, single parent families, where women are the predominant um, raising boys, and they don't know what what it means to me to be masculine. These kids grow up and they're confused. You know, and sadly, Don, the, the so-called feminist movement that, that saw its birth with things like the Equal Rights Amendment in the 1970s, you know, as much as it was paraded as, as, as creating a, an atmosphere in which women can capture rights and be treated more fairly, et cetera, et cetera, you know, but instead of becoming the great equalizer, there are some levels where it's ended up uh, literally, at least in my observation, emasculating a lot of men because now all of a sudden, well, we don't have to be responsible. We're not held to be accountable. We don't have to be fathers to our children. We don't have to be husbands to our wives. If it's, uh, you know, too inconvenient, we'll run out and get a divorce or let the television set raise our sons. Well, and, and I hate to say this because it's going to come off sounding wrong, but the reality is that the, the black community has seen this happen. And what, what, what you find is, is a, a huge percentage of, of black children who are born without the benefit of a father what we're saying as a culture is, hey, we'll give you, we'll give you free government services, and and we'll become the father for you because we realize that um, somebody's got to step to the plate and do it. Instead of saying, hey, look, fathers have to become responsible for their own families and and step to the plate, and 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 be there for their kids, be there for their wives. I say this in the book that it's that God's mandate for for men for masculine gender male is to be protectors and providers. You can't be a protector and be a wimp. You just can't do it. And if you if you emasculate a man, then he's not going to be a very good uh, protector. So <clears throat> that's kind of what we're doing in our culture is we've taken away um, men's ability, uh, certainly within the church as well. Uh, and we look at God and we look at all of the feminine uh, gender qualities and attributes of God is love, is mercy, is kindness, is grace, all of which are true about God, but we forget about some of those other uh, attributes of who God is, his power, his strength, his might, his, his jealousy, his judgment, his righteousness. Those are kind of more masculine qualities, and, and, and uh, so what we do is we pick and we choose both you know, our perspective of God as well as our perspective of, of the way dads ought to be in our culture. And how interesting it is to know that as much as we've seen this trend, you know, recently in in, in years uh, on an increasing basis here, this move toward encouraging men to find, you know, their feminine side, their gentle side, the softer side, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and in that process, I think they have completely abandoned some of the more traditional roles of, of, of the guy as the protector, the leader, the provider, the defender of wife and family and all the responsibilities as God designed a man to have. We've completely let these guys, in a sense, sort of off the hook as they're out to explore their feminine side. And in the end, no one is picking up the baton here, are they? And, I, and I'm not against, I'm not against uh, teaching boys to be sensitive. I'm not against men learning to be uh, thoughtful and considerate and, and not acting like Neanderthals. Certainly that's not what we're talking about. <clears throat> what we're talking about, I think, is, is, is men 
kind of really stepping up and, and being leaders, and I'm not talking about control freaks, but being the leaders that God really has intended them to be. You know, I, I think part of the, the frustration that I have with what happened with feminism is it was a pendulum swing that probably needed to happen uh, on some level, but it went too far. And so what happened in, in the process is that, that many men, and this is especially true of Christian men, is they felt like, hey, you know, we can't complain about this. We just have to suck it up and learn to live with it. And so what they did is they, they just sort of walked away from their responsibilities or they, they went into uh, their own little closets, emotionally speaking, and stopped communicating because they didn't know what to do. They didn't know how to ex- express what they felt because they'd be called wimps and whiners and sissies. And that's not what men want to feel like. So, you know, by sending that pendulum swing all the, way, all the way in the other direction, you know, we have become something that I don't think God ever intended. And uh, that's part of the way our, our culture's gone. Now we're looking at far more... And here's the trend, Craig, that, that, that I'm seeing. 20 years from now, probably 10 years from now, is more realistic. And even you can look at what's happening in the GOP debates last night with Sarah Palin and the new Minnesota governor. And, and you can see how women are, are earning, on average, uh, 25% more degrees, uh, bachelor's degrees, than, than men are. There's nothing wrong with that. I think it's great. But what's going to happen is we're going to see that there's going to be a lot more positions where women are in leadership, CEOs of corporations, uh, taking over in the military, taking over in politics and the government and, and the judicial system. I'm not Again, I'm not saying that's wrong or that's bad or that the pendulum swing is, has not been necessary on some, on some level, but men are really falling behind right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with with the way that they feel like they've been treated since the early 70s. And let's be clear in making the distinction here, Don. We're not talking about teaching men how to, you know, engage in bathroom humor amongst the boys and, you know, learn how to crush empty aluminum cans on their forehead, things of this sort. It's not teaching men to be Neanderthals, but rather teaching men to be more responsible, more accountable for their actions and roles and duties and responsibilities as husband, as father, as leader, etc. We'll take a time out. Our conversation with best-selling author Don Otis continues from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Back tonight with best-selling author Don Otis. We're talking about uh, men. We're talking about the need to develop the masculine identity for men. Again, this is not some kind of a crazy, goofball, over-the-top, macho thing uh, where guys engage in bathroom humor all day long and, and uh, you know, crush uh, aluminum cans on their forehead. Rather, teaching men to be better husbands and better fathers um, and, and to do so in a godly fashion um, in a day and an age when we're seeing, as we mentioned before, Don, so many aspects of our society that instead of, of calling men to become accountable and to be responsible for their actions, to be men's men and responsible as such, uh, you know, he, here we are, you know, we're giving kids an option. You can be boys, you can be girls, you can be undecided. I never thought that that was physically possible as an option for children, but apparently some people in the schools districts here in California have figured all of that out. And meanwhile, with fathers and husbands lampooned, 
in popular culture. Look at some of the shows that run on uh, Fox, for example, Sunday nights. Is it any wonder that guys are getting the the impression, boys are getting the impression, they don't really need to be accountable for any of their actions to anyone? You know, and and you're you're hitting a number of really important uh, uh, issues here, but I think the bottom line is that we we need to embrace the fact that there are differences and those differences are okay so it's okay for example if a little boy in school is a little rambunctious uh, we don't have to give him ritalin and ninety percent of the ritalin drugs in our public education system go to little boys <clears throat> that's just uh... that's just trying to tame the maleness out of him that's my perspective or in some cases they're just uh, blowing out because things aren't working for him at home <clears throat> but I think culturally, you know, I, I, I did an interview years ago with Dr. Joseph Nicolosi, who's the guy who uh, coined the term reparative therapy. This is for gays and lesbians who want to come out of a gay or lesbian lifestyle. But he said 100% of the men that he works with uh, have had uh, bad relationships with their dads. We're talking about the responsibility and the roles of fathers in the lives of their children. And in most cases, in his, in, in Nicolosi's perspective, 100% of the time, uh, a father can have uh, uh, the effect of, of keeping his kids from going into a, a, a gay lifestyle. That's just, <clears throat> that's not my opinion. That's just something that, that, that he, he found in, in years' worth of therapeutic work. Um, it says that the role of the father is significant. You go into our, our prison systems, and I live in a, in a county where <clears throat> the uh, Fremont County, Colorado, where the state and the federal supermax prisons are here. There's 14 state and federal penitentiaries and regional penitentiaries in this area. Uh, many of the men that are in these facilities uh, are in there because they haven't had the, 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 the gentle control and love and appreciation that a father brings to the life of his son. And I think that's what we're desperately missing. And I think we want to believe and I, you know, and I, in saying this, Craig, what I'm going to say is going to, it's not going to come off well for a lot of people listening. But, but the reality is, God never intended that either uh, a single dad raise uh, a daughter or that a single mom raise a son. There's many single parents out there that are doing the best job they know how to do, and for the most part, uh, they're do, they're doing it uh, as unto the Lord and, and and struggling to find their way and, and understand how to. Uh, impart masculine concepts to their to their uh, you know adolescent sons, but the reality is that's not the way God intended it to be. It's very difficult to say, hey, we'll we'll put them in scouts or we'll put them in a sports team. Really, that's not it's not the panacea for solving a lot of the problems that we have in our culture. Well, and clearly we're seeing that because of the delinquency rate, the divorce rate. We're looking at you know skyrocketing numbers of people that are getting caught, first-time offenses, and then once they get into the system, the rate of recidivism is absolutely off the charts. Absolutely. We can't build these prisons fast enough, and then you sit down uh, typically with most of these <laughs> offenders, first time or multiple time out, start probing into their childhood and find out, well, mm-hmm. yeah, my mother had, I got four different siblings from three different fathers, and, That's exactly and right. you know, there's, there was never any father present in the household, and so these kids just learned that, you know, being a macho guy was going out with a gun and, you know, uh, getting involved in, in, in uh, you know, the temptation games within gangs and so forth in order to, to qualify for gang membership. And that, to them, is yeah. the only 
uh, male role modeling, Don, they've ever expo- that, been exposed to. You're, you're exactly right. And, 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 you know, if it was any other issue within our culture, and we look at the, we look at the child abuse rate, we look at the uh, poverty rate, we look at precocious sexual activity rate, we look at failure in the school system, we look at uh, incarceration rates, all of those things are directly related to the lack of having a father in the household. That's an amazing uh, series of statistics. We're ignoring it, and we're ignoring it because we don't want to believe it. We want to believe that, hey, we can do whatever we want. We can define family in any way that we want to define it, and it's okay. In fact, as you said at the beginning of the program, we can define what gender is. I mean, I, I looked at Chaz Bono. For example, on a Piers Morgan show a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, are you kidding me? I mean, how does this work for you? You know, first you think you're a lesbian, then you're not sure, then you're confused, and now you, you've got a girlfriend. I mean, seriously, this has gone beyond a point of, of, of making any sense whatsoever in our society. And if we think it has no impact, gender identity confusion is a huge issue. And fathers play a significant role in the lives of their kids and helping them grow up to be healthy, normal adults. And of course, ironically, anytime you talk to a single mom, she will always tell you, you know, if if my husband would only have been a father to my children, and, and therein lies the challenge. A good look at Whisker Rubs, the new book written by my guest today, Don Notice. Look at Developing the Masculine Identity, the new book, by the way, which is published by Living Inc., available at bookstores throughout the Bay Area, as well as through Amazon.com. And uh, as always, Don, we appreciate the time and the insights. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Lifeline. Thanks so much for being with us. And if there was anything you heard on today's show that you'd like to hear again or share with a friend, grab a copy of the Lifeline podcast. Simply log on to kfax.com. That's kfax.com for the Lifeline podcast. Our producer is Wanda Sanchez. I'm Craig Roberts. Till next time round, remember, just don't keep the faith. Get out there and share it and make it a great evening. So long. Opinions expressed in the preceding program do not necessarily represent the views of the ownership, staff, or management of KFAX. Copyright Salem Communications, all rights reserved. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.